Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Awesome. One Cause. Everybody ready tonight? Awesome. 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 God is good. It's a great day, isn't it? It's an interesting day. A lot of interesting things happening just around the world and in the church and and it's, you know, well, before I say that, um, I, want, I want to say what, it, what an honor and a privilege it is to be here, to speak to you all, to be here with Pastor Eric and Heather and, and with the church here. My, my heart is here. My heart is here in, in investing in this place because God's doing a great thing here. And the best days for this church are ahead. Absolutely the best days. And, and you know... You probably hear a lot of people say that, you know, at times that your best days are ahead. But you know what? The Word says that. The Word says our best days are ahead. How many believe that? My wife and I say that over ourselves every day. We've had some great days, but nothing like the days ahead. Amen? And it doesn't matter how young you are, how older that you could be or appear to be, your your greatest days are here because God's always doing new things in our life. Amen? So tonight... Remember that, and, and as I'm here, I'm here not, not by accident, but by appointment, and I'm here to share something with you, and actually, the title of my message is, was actually in your songs, the last two songs. The title of my message tonight is The Name, The Name, The Name, everybody say Name, name. The Name, the title of my message is The Name, um, but like I'm saying to you all, I'm very grateful for the, the opportunity to come and share and, and, and minister the word here. Um, but back to just the day and time we're living in and the world that we're living in. It's, it's an interesting time, and there's a lot of change happening. How many, how many like the change of the new president this year? That's a loaded question, right? Huh? <laughs> That's a loaded one. Uh, I just like the change. Whether you necessarily like the personality of the person, the Bible says you have to honor him. Like the previous administration, you have to honor them. Amen? It's no different than today. You can like them or not like them. You like certain things they stand for. But I just like the change. There's, there's, a, there's, there's some new blood in the White House, and... There's a new attitude in Washington, and that, that new attitude is we're going to do what we think is right in this person, and no group or public interest group is going to affect my decision. That's what he's saying, and that's what a lot of people don't like, because we become accustomed to being ruled by the opinions of other people in this nation. You know, what everybody thinks we've got to factor in instead of truly believing what this is. Amen? And we've got a president that is actually, and I didn't know this till after he got elected, he's actually born again. Uh, actually, I know some people that know him, and he's actually a born-again Christian. And he actually really wants to do what God wants done for this nation. 
He actually does. Now, this isn't a Republican or a Democrat support speech, you know, tonight. Um, I'm just saying I heard some things about the guy, and I kind of like the change, and and I'm excited about the next four years and seeing some of the things that could or could not happen. I I just like change. If you don't like change, well, I'll back that up. I don't like all change, but I've learned, I've learned to like change because one thing's for sure on planet Earth above everything else is that there's going to be change. Things are going to change. And we've got to either embrace it or get run over by it. Amen? And, and there's some, some great things that are ahead if we'll not look at the negatives but see God in the midst of everything that is going on. And, and there's some things tonight. I, I believe I've got something for this church. Um, back in September of 2016, the Lord began to speak to me about, in this coming year of 17, speaking on the name of Jesus. And really talking and looking at what is in that name and the investment that's in the name of Jesus. And tonight I have a challenge for this church uh, that, that I believe even as I was driving up here, I was telling my wife, I feel like the Lord dropped something about this message in my heart for you specifically. You know, because you can have a word and I feel like everywhere that I've, that I've gone this year and every, everywhere I'm going this year, unless God directs me different, I'm going to share something along this this title and the revelation that goes with the name. But about nine years ago, I was given a book, and I read a piece of it, and, and I didn't like it, and I just kind of closed it and threw it aside. And uh, The guy that gave it to me, several months later, he asked me, did you read that book? And I said, well, I read a couple chapters, but I, you know, I didn't like it, so I just closed it, and maybe for another time. And he, and he asked me, he said, did you read the part about this guy's thought about what happens and what the Scripture says in the New Testament about the things that happened before the foundation of the world? And I said, no, I didn't get to that. And he said, you need to read the book and you need to, to look at it. And so I read some more about it and, 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 and I kind of got it, but I really didn't. But in the last few years, God's been speaking to me about it and some things that he has said to me along that line before the foundation of the world that I really have never thought of and how it relates to where we're at today and what God has planned for each and every one of you. How many know today, you can raise your hand and say, I know this, that you were created to be great? I mean, okay, that's what everybody wants, but what, what is greatness? Well, it depends on, if you were created to be something and there was a plan for you, then to be that great thing, because God's never created anything that was bad, to be that great thing, you've got to understand the plan. You've got to understand what God created you to do and be, see? So, um, as, I, as I was, as, as, this has been kind of a, a process that's happened in my life in this meditation on before the foundation of the world, but 
in the scripture in, in Genesis, in Genesis 1, it says, well, if you look at John 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. So, in the beginning was not the Son, in the beginning was not Jesus, in the beginning was the Word. But the Bible says His name is the Word of God. Everybody say, the name. The name of Jesus is the Word of God. This Word is His name. You can't separate the two of them. But in Genesis 1, it says that Father, we see in the first four verses, that Father and Spirit were there in the beginning also. So we know the Word was there because the Word is what was spoken. So when the Father said, light be and light was, that was the Word. And that Word became flesh. Okay? But in Ephesians 3, or Ephesians 1, verse 3, there's an interesting verse here. that Sometimes I think people think it says from the beginning. But it says... Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Just as he chose you and I, every human being that has ever lived and ever will live was chosen when? Before the foundation of the world. Not, wasn't chosen at the foundation, God didn't look at man, you know, after he'd created everything on the earth, then he looks at man and says, well, I guess we'll do this. No, no, there was already a plan. It was before the foundation of the world. So, as I, as I, as I have meditated this, this is kind of a picture that I've got, and I'll leave you with it. I, I can't see that it actually says this, but this is the picture I got. That before the foundation of the world, there was nothing except what? Father, Word, and Holy Spirit. Because they were before the beginning. There was nothing but them. They've always been and always will be. And there was nothing but the three of them. So I kind of see it as this. Before the foundation of the world, there was a board meeting. Father, Son, Father, Word, not Son, but Father, Word, and Holy Spirit were in this board meeting. And in the board meeting, they were talking about you. And they said, okay, Bert Wimberly will live at this time, and he's going to do this, and he's going to fulfill this. Eric Collar is going to live this time, and he's going to do this, and he's going to fulfill this. Before the foundation of the world, they had a plan. And they planned and created us to be great. And what we were created for and what we were created to do, you can't separate. Now follow with me as, as, as I look at a couple things, okay? I want, I want to look at this one verse in John 15. John 15. 
and verse 16. John 15 and verse 16. Man, this, this verse. Whew. You did not choose me, but I chose you. When? Before the foundation of the world. 1 Corinthians 1 will tell you the same exact thing. Uh, 1 Peter 1 and verse 18 through 21 will tell you the same exact thing. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. What I've realized in this year was my 40th year of salvation. I was, got born again when I was two. And so I'm, I'm, I long know. But this was my 40th year, and I feel like I've just realized why I'm here. I'm not talking about being a pastor. I've pastored for 28. My wife and I have pastored. This is my wife, Becky. I'm sorry I didn't introduce you. Let me stand up. And I, One of the things that Father and Word and Holy Ghost said is that the two of us would be together. And it was his plan. And we've been married for 38 years. And our best days have just yes. begun. Yes. Amen? And without her, I'd be nothing. Absolutely nothing. She is a help meet, but she is everything in my life. And so, excuse me for not introducing you tonight. Everybody give my wife a big hand. <laughs> but but when, you, when you realize that he had a plan, then you don't have to make the plan happen. What you have to know is what the plan is. So I was, I was, um, I, I'm going to just move this for a second. Um, I always do this at home with this, the one I have too, I'm playing with it. And I, uh, one time I just put the clip in my hair. It looked really nice. Uh, what was I saying? Um, Come on, somebody help me. Where did I go? What the plan is. Yeah. What plan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the plan was. So, I was, I was born to, to parents that my, my father was a golf professional. And so, from the time I can remember, I was swinging golf clubs. So, I played golf, and then I played junior golf, and then I played high school golf, and then I played college golf, and then I turned professional. But during that time, about the time I turned 18, right, out of high, right before I graduated high school, I got born again. And born again messed up my whole golf career. I had all these visions, I had aspirations. This is Master's Week. How many knew it's Master's Week? Yeah, it's Master's Week, and so this was my week, you know. I had played golf and walked down, you know, the 18th fairway 
on my dad's course growing up, you know, and envision myself, you know, with a six-shot lead coming into the last day and the, the last hole of the Masters and winning the tournament. I'd envisioned all this, but all my vision about that kind of stuff got, got screwed up. I mean, not, not, not like I thought it was wrong to play golf or I couldn't play golf. It's just all of a sudden I got born again and something just went flat. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I could play better when I was 11. And then I went to college and I played kind of good for the first year, but my second year of college, it just was, it was flat. I couldn't do it. There was this hole that had been in here, I got born again, and all of a sudden, what happened was what Father, Word, and Holy Ghost had planned for me before the foundation of the world began to, the desire began to be for that. And I mean, and I would, you know, I'd go and, I mean, I turned professional and I went and played in tournaments. You know, Becky and I got married and I tried to make that thing happen. And, ah, you know, I got to keep swinging the club and doing all that. But it just wasn't working because inside of me, my spirit and the Holy Ghost became one. And he had a plan for my life. And he's not going to force me out of the golf world, okay? He's not going to force that on me. But what was happening was I was wanting his things, the desire he had for my life, I wanted that. And all of a sudden I realized it didn't have anything to do with golf. I love golf. I played to this day, and it's a great tool to get into people's lives, but it wasn't the plan for my life. Other people it is, but it wasn't mine. And that wasn't the plan he had. What I'm doing in Kerrville, Texas is the plan that God had for me. He had me to pastor. But I would say all the time when I first got born again, I don't know what I'll do, what the future holds, but I'll never be a pastor. I said it over and over again. I'm just telling you, don't say those kind of things because your natural mind thinks one thing, but your spirit man knows something different because your spirit and the Holy Ghost are one, and he wants to reveal to you what his plan is. He said, you, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. There's what his plan was for us and then how we were to accomplish it. And what you and I were created for, we were created for his name. Everything from the, from the day that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, from that day, from that day on, for 4,000 years, God had a plan to get us back to the original plans before the foundation of the world in our life. See, we couldn't hear God. In those days, the prophets had to speak to us. We couldn't hear them. The, uh, our spirit was dormant. It, it, was, it was dormant. It couldn't hear the voice of God, so the prophets had to speak so we could know what God's will was. Today, God doesn't speak to us individually through the prophets. Prophets bring words. They bring confirmation to things, but we hear, every one of us hear the Holy Ghost. See, we can hear his voice. Thank God. Everybody say, thank God for the prophets. I'm not against the prophets. I'm, I'm, we're here at a prophetic conference, okay? Right. It's, it's all good. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But you can't be led by a prophetic word. 
You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you that the prophetic word is right so the prophetic word confirms what the Holy Ghost already had planned for you. Um, where, where is the, the girl that sang the last song? Where is she? Okay, can you stand? <clears throat> you were created to sing. Okay? You were created. Before the foundation of the world, he had a plan for you to sing. See, because when you sing, you sing out of here. It's not just off your head, off the top of your head. See, the deal with that is that in the world we live in, a lot of the world tells us it's got to be about us. And what you have to work out in your life, you make sure. You receive this. I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. I'm just telling you. You've got to work this out. It can never be about you, you see? But you have to work that out. It doesn't mean that you walk around and act like, you know, you don't take compliments. and all. No, 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 that's all false humility. That's a bunch of bunk, okay? <laughs> but it can never be about you. Whatever God, what, what, where God is taking you in the days ahead with singing, okay, what he's going to do with you in this place or whatever, however, whatever he's got for you, okay? It's because it was his plan before the foundation of the world, okay? There are a lot of good singers, okay? But then there were people created to worship, okay? And he had that plan for you before the foundation of the world. Don't forget it. But it's not about you. It's about you in him, right? Okay? And just work that out in your emotions and your thinking and everything else. And you'll do great things in the kingdom of God. Amen. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so a, a, a phrase I have for you today is this. Every day, say it. Every day. Say it again. Every day. Every day, the name. Every day, the name. Every day. Every day, the name of Jesus. You and I were created for the name. His, the, the, as I was saying, the plan for 4,000 years that God had was for us to be redeemed. Why? So we could know what his plan was. See, if you're not born again, if you're not connected, if you're not one the way Adam and Eve were, then we don't know how to hear him, so we try to reason in our natural minds and figure it out. It doesn't work. We were created before the foundation of the world to do what he had planned for us, but not to do it in our ability, but to do it in that name. That whatever we ask the Father in Jesus' name, done. <clears throat> But I have to know what to declare. And there's two things I'm going to show you that God has said to me that this year has literally transformed my thinking about the name of Jesus. There's praying in the name of Jesus, but there's declarations in the name that you and I were created to live and operate in so that the world doesn't die out. The world is still existing out here today because of us. Because of the church. 
But the church can't do its job if we don't take hold of the revelation and the investment that has been put into that name. 4,000 years of planning went into the name, the birth, the, 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 the conception in a virgin's womb of the Savior of the world was in operation, that investment's in that name, right? <clears throat> the fact that he was actually born <clears throat> and his parents didn't get stoned and killed because of what it appeared to be, all that investment's in the name. The life that he lived for 30, 30 years, honoring his parents, honoring authority, doing what he knew as he was growing in revelation, all that investment, okay? And then three years of ministry to see in the earth accomplished what we needed for that name. And then, his, then his, the torture of his, of his physical body, his death on the cross, his burial and, his, and, and his, his going to hell and leading captive all those who were in captivity, all that's invested in the name. His resurrection on the third day, that's invested in the name. His 40 days with his disciples preparing them for what was coming in their life, that's invested in the name. And his ascension upon high and him sitting down at the right hand of the Father and it said, it's finished. All of that is invested in the name of Jesus, and that name was given to you and I that we would bear fruit in our callings. Listen, one of the main issues, is, as, I, as I spoke over the young lady here, see, if you're trying to be a singer, and he didn't have you plan for that, you're going you're gonna to live unfulfilled. See, you won't fulfill, there, there won't, you, you can labor at it. You can, you know, thank God for social media, but man, after a while, social media will wear you out. Huh? I mean, it's like everybody in the world is great and you suck. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That, 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 it has that kind of appearance thing, you know? And if you, if you, if you get, can you, uh, can you word the, you sucked in here? Sorry, all right, okay. But, sorry about that. But, okay, but, but everybody say, thank God for social media. I, I'm on it. I'm on all of them, and I, I like it, and it's, it's good. But you got you to, gotta, I mean, you, you know, you got to rein it in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But you can't let social media dictate your future. And, and you can't try to be something because of what other people are doing. You've got to be creative. See, all the creative juices will flow out of you doing what he called you to do before the foundation of the world. And you know, you know when that starts with all of us? Right now, today, every single day. See, it's not like, oh man, what am I doing? No, 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 don't, don't sit around and try to figure out, am I doing the right thing? Am I this? or what? That, That's not it. God takes us where we're at and he reveals to us what his plan is and we just walk it out. So whatever you're at, you may be there for the next hundred years in what you're doing. So just do it like you're going to be there for 100 years. Get everything out of it. And I mean, in two weeks, you may be doing something different. Yeah. Who knows? But that's between you and God, see? That's between your connection with God, not using God as an excuse to get out of doing something, but, but really learning how to hear his voice because you were created for the name. Yeah. 
You and I were created to bear fruit and that whatever we ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be done. Now, there's two things, there's two passages that I, I, I actually didn't notice this before, but I'm going to look in John 16 and then in John 14. In John 16, 23, <clears throat> every day, the name. Every day, the name. 16 and 23. He said, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. In what day? This day. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. When? In this day. This day, right here. The day, this dispensation for the last 2,000 plus years, in this day, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Part of the in my name thing is when I'm asking the Father, when I'm going before the Father, this asking here is a time of prayer. And, and all of us know, or, or we need to know in a greater way, that there's different types of prayer. Not everything is the prayer of faith. There's times of prayer of consecration and consecrating our hearts to the will of God so that what we declare and we demand in his name, we receive those things. But he's, in this verse, he's talking about prayer and asking and, and doing it in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you today that I have wisdom and revelation and understanding with this new thing I have coming up. I thank you that I have eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that understands. But I'm asking that in the name of Jesus because what's been invested in the name and me praying in the name is the power to see that come to pass. Do you think God run short in wisdom for something that you need about how to accomplish something that's out there. Absolutely, there's no shortage. There's no shortage, okay? But in John 14, and I used to, I used to kind of put these together, and you just look at them yourself and, and, and decide about it, but I, I used to just kind of mesh these two passages together thinking they were the same thing, but, but I don't feel like that they are. So in verse 12, it says of John 14, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And notice the other is what you ask the Father, okay? But he said here, whatever I ask... One translation says, whatever I declare to be so, see, will be so. And he said, he said, I will do that, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll do it. What is he talking about? There's two different situations here that we have to learn to operate in. If I'm wanting the will of God for my life, how many in here want the will of God for your life? When you ask the Father in the name of Jesus for the revelation and for the things that you need, he will show you how they will come. But listen to me, the Father is not doing the work. The Father, through Jesus Christ, has already done the work. Now, what I'm doing is lining my life and myself up with 
what the will of God is so that when I declare something, I get it. Because he said I get it, right? See, the investment of the name of Jesus is what you and I have to have and we have to believe in it so that we can accomplish in the earth the things that God wants to accomplish. Now, I'm going to give you one example. I'm not going to go much farther, but I'm going to give you one example in the Bible of where this is true. How it's not just knowing about the name of Jesus, but it's believing and having faith that the investment in the name of Jesus is what we need in our life, in operation, in everything we declare and everything that we pray. Because if we believe that the investment is a completed investment, everything Jesus did settled everything, then we don't have another worry, not another care, not another situation we can't overcome and accomplish. I didn't say there's not fights and things that we've got to go through, but there's not anything you and I can't overcome. There's not any issue that we face that God has not already prepared the way, but it's in the name of Jesus. Watch what happened in Acts chapter 3. <clears throat> and I'm just going to read a few verses just quickly, just, just for the story. Verse 1. Now when Peter and John went up together to, to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms? Fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, <clears throat> look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Now, who is this? Who is this getting the attention of the guy at the gate? This is Peter. This is walking on water one moment screaming and yelling, I'm going to drown if you don't save me the next moment, right? This is Peter that's ready to cut the ear off, and he did, of a Roman soldier, and not too long, right, a few hours later, he's denying three times that he even knows Jesus. This is Peter that after the resurrection, you know, had his doubts, even though Jesus finally appeared to him, but still had his doubts. And this is Peter, that after the 40 days and Jesus sends them to go and tarry until the day of Pentecost, this is Peter right after the day of Pentecost. Something happened. And this, this passage of Scripture, just not too long ago, just exploded to me, inside of me what actually happened to him. And this is what you and I have to have on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm believing that every day, every single day, the name of Jesus is alive and well in everything you and I do. I don't care what it is. On your job, in the name of Jesus, right? At home, in issues that you have to face, the name of Jesus. The power that's in the name to accomplish on the job, in the home. Uh, you may be on a vacation. Anybody ever been on a vacation from hell? I mean, like you, you went to relax and you had to come home to get relaxed, right? You had to get over all the, the, the junk on vacation. Not when you go in the name of Jesus. See, with the power that's invested to do what? 
unload and relax and have a good time. See, God will teach you how to do those kind of things. You ever been to Christmas dinner with family that was supposed to be joyous and turned into mayhem or whatever, right? Uh, it doesn't need to be that way. And see, when, when you have the revelation of the name of Jesus every Christmas dinner, it doesn't mean that you don't have difficulties and differences of opinion and all those kind of things, but you can get through it through, through the wisdom and the power and the declaration and how you set the environment by your words of your mouth before you get there. Instead of expecting to have a horrible time because of aunt so-and-so. And that's where your expectation is. Our expectation has to be in the name. Now watch this. This, this is beautiful to me. Then P- Peter said to him after he, he, he focused, got him to focus on him, he said, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have we give to you. What do he have? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. That this is a guy from birth from birth, right? This is from birth. Immediately he was healed. So he leaping stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he who had sat begging alms at the beautiful gate And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And then, you know, there's all kinds of questions, and he began to explain everything. And look at verse 16. And so Peter says this. Look at, uh, um, yeah, just verse 16. So this is what Peter says. Now watch this. And his name, through faith in his name, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him who has given us this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. That's what he said. He's telling these, these people, okay, it's the name. But how many, how many people do you do any of you believe you could find somebody on planet earth that you walk up to and say, have you ever heard the name of Jesus? Maybe some people wouldn't have heard of it. But a lot of people use it as cuss word, right? So everybody's heard the name. The devil knows the name. But it was faith in the name that caused that man to walk. See, it's got to be every day the name. We've got to be practicing. And, and, and the word practice is not an unspiritual word. We've got to practice the name. We, we, we've got to practice. I, I've got to practice on my wife in a, on a regular basis in making, she's female, I'm male. We think differently, right? But the name. See, see, we don't have to divorce because of the name. See, because what's invested in the name is the power to not divorce. So the power to not divorce is to get along, 
right? So there's things that God has had to show me about being the man, the leader, about not being the boss, being the leader, and leading in relationship that I didn't know anything about. There's, there, there's some of you men, you don't know anything about relationship. And, I, and it, it, that's not a cut about you being here. I'm, I mean, any group of men I could talk, you, you, some of you don't know anything about relationship. You want them to understand you, and the Bible says, you want your prayers to be answered, you live with your wife in an understanding way. Ooh. So why do prayers not get answered? Because you're trying to get her to understand you. Eh! But see, when you're practicing in the name of Jesus, remember, you're praying to the Father. Father, we fought all night last night. And I'm asking you to show me what the deal is. I, I want to be able to get through this. I thank you for wisdom and understanding. And all of a sudden, see, if you meditate on the word at all, if you read the word at all, if you spend time coming to church here and listening to the word preached, then the Holy Ghost can take the word you've heard preached, and then he'll take the right word, and he'll say, this is, this is your answer. Now, see, you've got to be willing to listen to that. See, if he gives you the scripture, we fought all night, God, what are you going to do with her? If that's what you're asking, no, you're not asking in the name of Jesus, or, or vice versa. You, you see what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're not asking correctly. You're not going to the Father in the name of Jesus in prayer to know what the will of God is so that when you get the will of God, you know what? I'm not putting up with this. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take authority over my soul today and I declare my wife and I, we will be in peace. I will not argue with her. I'm going to understand her. Even I don't care how difficult that is for me to do as a male man thinking, right? I'm going to understand her from her female perspective and we're going to win this battle. See, so you see the difference? There's the praying in the name to the Father for wisdom and understanding to know the will, and the will is his word, right? But now I'm declaring in the name of Jesus these things are lining up. The Father won't do that for you. Father won't do that for you. Well, I'm just leaving it to God, okay? Just leave it with him. He'll hold it and bounce it around and sit down on the steps and... Let all hell just happen against your life, and, and, and there's nothing, and then he gets blamed for it a lot of times, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll get blamed for what it appears is not happening. When you and I have at our disposal the investment in the name, everything Jesus did was <clears throat> investing in the name and then he left it to us. Did he not? Amen? Now, just to, I'm going to read this verse just because it's worth reading. But in verse 32 of the ninth chapter, <clears throat> notice this. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country, that he, this is, you know, time, this is a lot of time later, that he also came down to the saints who dwelled at Lydia. There he found a certain man who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus, the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately and all who dwelt there in Lydia and Sharon came or, or saw him and turned to the Lord. Now, after this long period of time, the one thing that happened at the gate happened 
there. Why? Because something changed in Peter. What did he tell him? Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I'm giving it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what he had. Listen to me. Every day the name is something you got to begin to etch on the inside of you. It doesn't mean you don't know the name of Jesus, but it's one thing to know the name of Jesus, but another thing to believe in it. And when we believe in it, what will it do for us? See? And each one of us have to work that out, what believing in the name means to us individually. I've got to believe in it. Peter believed it. And, and, and a couple of years later, it was still manifesting in his life. Why? Because he had gotten a hold of something. What, what that means to me more than anything is, and my wife can, can attest to this in, in my life, what that means to me is it's the difference in me trying to make something happen Versus from the wisdom, from the understanding of God, knowing what the will of God is, and then me doing the work. Whatever I ask, whatever I declare in the name of Jesus, Jesus said he'll do it. Jesus said he will do it. You know the scripture where it says that there is, it's in that same John passage where it says, there's there uh, about the peace of God, but Jesus said, I give you my peace, not as the world gives peace, because the world's peace is conditional, right? But his is unconditional. And not only does he give us, it's not just the peace of God, but it's his peace. And his peace, get this, his peace is, is, is what is given to me to be able to experience in anything I face because at the end of everything that he experienced, which was every sin, every difficulty, every issue that mankind would ever face or ever will face, he took on himself in one act, one sacrificial act, right? He removed the death that was against us. He removed it. He didn't just cover it up. He removed it, right? And in that one act, he was able to come to the aid of all those who suffer or go through things or lack revelation and understanding, but with it comes peace. So this is not just any peace. This is a tested and tried peace, and that's what he's given us. So when I go through something that I feel like I can't deal with, when I'm faced with something in life where I'm frustrated, it seems like nothing's happening right, and God's saying, if you come to me and you receive from me, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and I'll give you rest. You can enter into that place of rest, and that's a real place. And it's full of peace, tested and tried peace, that in the midst of all hell breaking loose around you or things appearing to be that way, that that peace that's been tested and tried, it'll win out. No, in the name of Jesus, I declare this will not get the best of my life. See, because that's what God's telling you to say in the moment. See, that's what I've got to know. You and I have to know what his will is for us every day. And you can know those things. Every day the name. Every day the name of Jesus. Can you guys stand? I got...
I got just a real direct word that God spoke really clearly to me. Um, I don't have, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you just some things that I know about what I'm fixing to say to you at another time. But this is, this is what God said to me. There are leaders and then there are pastors. And you can be, you can be a pastor leader or you can be a leader pastor. And I always thought that a leader and a pastor were the same thing. And it made for some difficulty in, in our life, in the ministry, in, in, for a number of years. But you can never pastor people you don't lead. And God has anointed both of you together to lead and pastor. But you're a leader. And, and, and I'm speaking it to you tonight because... You're not just, you're not just, and, and don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He's here. His heart is for people, right? You're, both of your hearts are for people. But God's taking you to a new place of leadership to lead people that you've never touched before. I, I, I'm telling you, I heard this in my spirit for you, and I don't know everything, but in the light of what I'm teaching tonight, I believe I, I'm saying this, by faith in God, I'm saying that was part of his plan for you all before the foundation of the world. And he put the two of you together because you both have strengths and you have, we all have weaknesses, but you guys complement each other's in a really good way. And that's what makes you a good leader couple. And God wants you to see yourself as leaders from this day forward. You're pastors, you're leaders, but you're leader pastors, not pastors trying to lead and your life in the days ahead your best days are ahead but the expansion of what you're going to do is going to come from the leadership that he has put in both of you amen and only find yourself doing what you're comfortable doing and when I, when I mean comfortable, I don't mean like the comfort of the world, but what God has for you to do. He wants you to seek him for your part. But only do what you're comfortable. Don't ever, in the days ahead from here on out, never do anything out of pressure. Ever. And, and, and just close your eyes for a minute and just put your hand on your wife's back right here. And right now, I just, I just lift off any pressure of any kind off of you today in the name of Jesus. All pressure is lifted off. Your faith, your confidence is in God. It always has been. It'll continue to be. But there's new things you're going to do with joy that you've not even tapped in, 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 the, in the days past. You've had great days full of joy, but nothing like the, the days of joy you're going to have in the days ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. So, what, what I wanted to do tonight as I end is I, 
you know, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to give you what I'm, what I see. Not like nobody else sees this. I'm just trying to, sometimes you see something and, and it's almost hard to put into words. But what, what I see is, I see everybody at the sound of my voice tonight. You just heard me share about the name of Jesus, not an exhaustive message, you know, other people have preached it as good or better, you know, than what I preach. I mean, it was a good word. I'm not taking away from it, but I, it's not about how good it was preached, but what was preached. And, and, and my, my faith for you tonight is that your life will never be the same because of what God's going to show you about what you have at your disposal. It's, it's, it's not just, you know, a name, that's floating out there that everybody knows and some people use it the wrong way and, and whatever. It is a name that is like no other name that because of what is invested in the name, but yet the name was intended for every human being to accomplish what they're here for. Amen? Every human being on planet Earth. And tonight, I would like everybody to stand and I have faith tonight to pray over each and every one of you. I'm not, I'm not talking about everybody lining up up here, but I'm stretching my hand towards you tonight, and I am, I have great faith that signs are going to follow in your life from, from tonight on. I, I, my, my faith for this is through the roof, and you, you can believe it or not, but I think you see it that my faith is through the roof that each and every one of you grab a hold of this and that your lives will never be the same. One word from God will change your life forever. And it's been that way for me for 40 years. Every time I hear the word preached, if I receive it and I take what I hear preached, it'll change my life forever. This is the way the word works. You know why? Because his name is the word of God. Now, some of you... Didn't even know that verse of scripture was in there. And, but I'm telling you, his name cannot be separated from the word. Every time you read the word and you get a word and you declare with the name of Jesus, what you're declaring is his name. Every single time. Because his name is the word. And so, tonight, if you hear what I've spoken tonight and you believe you're a candidate for the power of the name of Jesus to work in and through your life, not just for you, but for others through you, just lift your hand towards me as I stretch my hand towards you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Father, I, I, I declare tonight that your word is true. And these people, they are connected to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And the name of Jesus they know. But in days to come, the name of Jesus, faith in the name of Jesus is rising in them that's going to move mountains and turn nations around in the name of Jesus. I believe it, Lord, and tonight is the first day of the rest of each of their life 
to accomplish things in the power of that name that they've never seen before, ever, 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 ever. And I thank you for it, and I give you the praise, and everybody said tonight, amen, and amen, and amen. Come on, give God praise. Woo! Glory, 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 glory to God. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And some, I mean, for, for about three weeks now, I've had this excitement about being here, but there's an excitement about your church. And I'm, inside of me, there's just been this excitement about your church. And I'm telling you, days of expansion and growth are coming. Not because growth means that you're more spiritual or you're whatever, but growth represents things are right, the foundation's right. Amen? And that's what's right here. And I'm excited about the days ahead for One Cause Church. Amen? Come on, give God praise. Bless you. Thank you. Wow, wow. What a word. What a word. I want you to be seated for just a moment. For just a moment. Um, Pastor Bert, you brought something back to my my memory when you're speaking. What a, wow, what a message. What a message. Uh, Thank you for bringing that tonight. Really, I just, I have a new understanding tonight. Uh, The revelation that was brought forth tonight. It's just life-changing for me personally. I, I remember when I was a kid living in southern Oklahoma and uh, my dad's mom, my, my grandma Holler, who was a prayer warrior, still is. I mean, she'll be 87 in August and she's still still seeking God. And But I can remember when, when we were kids, we lived down at the bottom part of their farm they lived up on this hill, and so me and my brother and sister, we spent lots of nights up there. And, and when the lights would go out there in, in Thackerville, before the lights from the casino could be seen, the casino wasn't there, Windstar, uh, but, I, I mean, the lights would go out, and man, it gets country dark, right? And be laying there, and, and I, I never liked that initial moment. We, my grandma had these pull-out couches that all grandkids would pull out, and we'd all sleep in the living room. And then they'd go to bed, and my grandpa had to have every dadgum light in the house off because he was going to pinch every penny that he could. You know, there's no night lights. There's nothing like that, right? It's not going to happen in his house. You just got to deal with the darkness. And when, and, and when the lights would go out, I would lay there, and initially fear would set in, you know, because you can't see. I'd try to look at my hand in front of me. I couldn't see it, you know. But then the next thing I would hear is this happened so many nights as a kid I can remember this. All of a sudden, hear my grandmother back this way in the hallway. And this is all I would hear. Jesus. Jesus. And she'd be pacing that hallway. Jesus. And when that, when I heard that name, all that fear went away. It all, I would just go to sleep. Because she believed in that name. She had invested herself and consecrated herself in believing that name. And by faith in that name, even in that darkness, everything was all right. Something about that, just even the whisper of it, of the name, 
It's so powerful. And it penetrates the darkness. And it brings that tested, tried and true peace of God into our lives. Believe this message today. Believe the prophet and you will prosper. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. But I want us now to take this opportunity. The worship team is going to lead us in a song here in a moment. We want to bless Pastor Bert who has taken his time to come here and, and has prayed and prepared and brought this message for us, this life-changing message. And I want us to now give of something, all right? There's, Paul says this is, this is a good thing when we can sow a material thing to someone who gives something to us spiritually. Amen. So just make a contact with that word by bringing a gift. By, uh, if you want to write a check tonight to bless him, you can write it to One Cause Church and just put the memo, Pastor Bert, and uh, we'll make sure that he gets everything that comes in here tonight. Um, you can also give online. Go to onecausechurch.com, click on the Give button, and uh, it'll give you directions there, and you can make sure that you note that for Pastor Bert. But uh, we believe in, in this moment right here. Uh, because something, God has allowed us to take this tangible thing of giving, of a monetary gift, and investing into the eternal purpose of God. It's a powerful thing. And so I love this moment because I know not only what it does for, for the, the one who's receiving it, but what it does for the one who's giving. Because God, it opens you up to invite His hand into your life. It invites, it opens it up for him to come in and say, let me supply your need according to my riches and glory. Let me show you the exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And by giving, you're inviting him saying, okay, God, enter into my situation here. Show me what your supernatural hand will do in my natural money, in my natural finances. And he will always do it. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.